Good morning, everybody, and welcome to everybody's favorite new show on the Red Pill Project, Morning Coffee. I'm your host, Vince Tagliavia, live every Monday through Friday at 8.30 a.m. Pacific, 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time to join you in discussing the news and events of the day as we're just getting started. We're just getting the sand out of our eyes. We're just getting our just barely getting our sixth or seventh cup of coffee in us or tea or whatever you do and uh getting on with our days in wonderland i hope you all are doing great this morning it's a beautiful day to be alive and i can't emphasize that enough um over here in the pacific northwest the sun came out yesterday and uh it looks like we're gonna have another day of that so i am I'm pretty excited to get out there and get some sun in my face. I already did, but I want more. I need more of it. I need to get as much sun as I can out here in this dark hellscape of Commieville. So I hope you guys are doing well, staying healthy, having a good time, enjoying your life, even though we are stuck in this wonderland. We have to make the best out of the cards we're dealt. And we are certainly born... In interesting times, to say the least. <clears throat> Historical times, truly. So, what a gift <laughs> or a curse. I don't know. What a treat. Something. What? Yeah, it certainly is something. But we're going to talk about the news and events of the day. Of course, tonight we'll be live again at 5.30 p.m. Pacific with Joshua Reed's show, The Daily, the Daily Dose. Whoa. And uh, he's going to discuss everything that unfolds between here and then and how these stories progress and more. His analysis on the unfolding global conspiracy and communism knocking at our door and much, much more. We have a big day today. I think a lot is going to be unfolding just based on looking at what we're going to look at here now and what people are saying is to come. We're expecting Project Veritas's part three of their um, investigative journalism venture and... Trump has a speech today we're expecting later, he announced, and we uh, hit the debt ceiling limit, so we're going to see how this unfolds this time, once again, the scam of the Treasury, and much more. So you guys, welcome. Let's get into these these things here. Thank you. Uh, since we're all here, why don't you go ahead and hit those plus signs and thumbs ups and whatnots to get this shared around and bumped up in the algorithm a little bit for me. That would be greatly appreciated. And uh, real quick, uh, uh, 03 USMC Sergeant, thank you so much for your support. Uh, they're celebrating a three-month subscription streak. That is pretty cool. Thank you. And congratulations. Karen Hair 7 gifted a cookie. Morning. Good morning, Karen. Good to see you. Thank you so much for your support. Let's get into these things here. We're going to start with uh, everybody's favorite topic, finance. As I mentioned, the U.S. Treasury is hitting its debt ceiling now as we speak. Yellen tells Congress that they're going to begin u- begin using extraordinary measures. Let's see if I can pull this up real quick. Just touch on this. One week ago, we... Cr- we correctly predicted the Treasury would hit its debt ceiling today, and as expected, in a letter to House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, Yellen today wrote, quote, Beginning on January 19th, the outstanding debt of the United States was projected to reach the, statu- uh, the statutory limit, and that, quote, Treasury began using extraordinary measures, unquote, today. 
some more details from the letter. It goes on from Janet. Here are the two highlights. The debt issuance suspension period will begin on Thursday, January 19th, 2023, and last through Monday, June 5th, 2023, which means that there will be no net debt issuance until at least June, and more likely September or October. Instead, there will be a shift between various assets and liabilities, with the Treasury cash set to be drained rapidly over the coming months to offset the lack of net issuance. Uh-oh. <laughs> so basically they're like, we are just going to juggle. We're going to juggle for months. Everything's going to be fine. This person, Crypto T, had, uh, had a outlook on this situation. Let's look at what they think is happening here. Crypto T tweeted, U.S. has reached its debt limit. What comes next is predictable. A debt ceiling means the government can't take on new debt to pay the interest on its exi- on its existing debt. Yeah, you read that right. They can't open a new credit card to pay off their old one. The current debt is over $31.4 trillion. Look at this handy-dandy chart from 1966 till today. Oh my goodness. Onward. Since they can't borrow more money, the government will be taking money out of the civil service and postal workers' retirement and healthcare funds. Yes, you read that right. They will take money from employee retirement funds and pay it back if they raise the debt limit. And here's a CNN article. Treasury warned it would take extraordinary measures because of the debt limit. Here's what that means. But this will only hold off the government for so long before they completely run out of cash and default on their payments, which is estimated sometime between May and June. Some Republicans say the government defaulting on its debt may not be a bad thing. It's a way to force them to cut back on spending money they do not have so that the country does not go bankrupt. Kevin McCarthy would like to negotiate over raising the limit. However, President Joe Biden and Democrats demand the limit to be raised without any negotiations. They claim the ceiling needs to be raised and it's not up for debate. It should not be used as a bargaining tool. If the debt limit is not raised, everyone would suffer. The two sides might argue and come to some agreement to cut spending, but ultimately they will both agree to raise the debt ceiling to keep the debt Ponzi going, pushing us one step closer to hyperinflation. Mm-hmm. Pretty good little thread there. Thank you, Crypto T. So here we are, y'all. That's it with the debt ceiling. We'll just keep our eye on it and see what happens politically. It's just going to be a damn show. This is just indicative of the two wings of the same bird. They're right when they go and just go ahead and raise that debt ceiling, raise that debt ceiling, keep the Ponzi scheme going. My goodness. It's only $31 trillion though. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> anyway, let's move on here. Got a lot to talk about. Um, Sam Bankman-Fried has been charged by the SEC with defrauding investors in crypto asset trading um, through FTX. Haha. So we'll see what happens with him. He's being charged. Good. Um, yesterday and the day before, I believe we were getting reports on Instagram, TikTok, Reddit of problems at bank of America. This was pretty interesting. So we've got a little clip here to check out. So I'm a Bank of America and everybody's missing money. 
I'm also missing money over $1,300, and they're telling me to call customer service. And they keep hanging up on, and they, and they hanging up on people. This is another person here. He's also Sorry. missing money. So we're trying to see what's going on. Money's missing today, and we need our money. And they're already telling us to call customer service. And customer service ain't doing nothing about it. So just a heads up. If anybody's experiencing this, please let us know because this is not right. I'm missing $1,400 from my account. And they're telling me that there's no way they can help us. This guy's missing money too. This other person is missing money too. And he's like, you missing money too? There you go. So this is not something that's just one person. This is everybody's happening to them. And this is crazy. This is very crazy. Yes, Bank of America decided to take people's money without their consent. And we're asking what's going on and they're giving us a runaround. Everybody for the same thing, man. Same thing. There you go. You know, I named today's show Critical Mass because I think that there does come a point to when we reach a critical mass and things get way worse or, you know, way worser. <laughs> um, I don't think it happens overnight. I think it is kind of that same concept of, of the uh, military strategy of mission creep where you slowly escalate things so that it doesn't seem like a night and day change. And I think we're in the middle of this. Um, what we are um, in right now, if you went from what your life was 10 years ago to what your life is today, you'd probably have a heart attack at the drastic change. But since it's happened so gradually, it seems normal. Stuff like this is not normal. And I think... Um, not only with the financial aspect of things, but with the cultural, with the destabilization, with our, our, with the violence in our streets and the crime, we already see it upticking. I think that things are just going to get worse and worse, exponentially worse and worse from here forward. That's why I called it critical mass. It's not like we're going to wake up tomorrow and they're going to throw a bunch of weight onto the narrative in every angle. It's just going to slowly accumulate day by day by day until it gets out of hand. Or until things are solved peacefully, <clears throat> which some people think that's impossible. Other people th th think there's still hope. I think they're both right. We could go either way. Um, this is Zero Hedge with another article, and this is just indicative of the bullshit data that is shoved down our throats through the mainstream media that makes no sense and why people are waking up look at this they think we're idiots despite mass layoffs initial jobless claims plunge to eight month lows get the hell out of here we're hearing about tens of thousands maybe hundreds of thousands of layoffs coming down the pipeline through all these major companies, Amazon, Apple, blah, 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 all these big companies. <sighs> and they're saying, wow, we're doing really great. You know, we're doing so good. Look at these, look at this data, you guys. Wow. Nothing to see here. Don't worry. Anyway. So let's talk about this. Trump, the orangest fella in all the land. We love him. Let's see what he's saying. People get mad when I say he's orange, but I mean, come on. All right. He said today, making a big political speech today at Trump Doral in Miami. The fake news says I'm not, uh, I'm not campaigning very hard. I say they are stupid and corrupt. <laughs> uh, with the election still a long time away. But do not fear. Many giant rallies and other events coming up soon. It will be wild and exciting. We will save our country from doom. 
and make America great again. That's not all he said. He also posted this video. We have two standards of justice in our country, one for people like you and me, and one for the corrupt political class, of which there are many. At the very same moment when my ultra-secure Mar-a-Lago home was raided by the FBI, Joe Biden was harboring classified documents in his China-funded Penn Center and his unsecured garage. Right on the floor, piles of paper. The floor was probably very wet and damp, as many garages are. Yet while I'm being persecuted by Trump-hating special counsel, I call them special prosecutors, but this one in particular is a prosecutor and a Trump-deranged person. They prosecute all sorts of things. He prosecuted war crimes and war criminals. Joe Biden, in the meantime, is being given white glove treatment by a establishment hack who tried to cover up the Russia hoax. He actually tried to cover it up. It's a travesty. Biden lied to the American people and weaponized the Justice Department, or as I call it, the Injustice Department, to go after me for the very crime he actually committed. And he wasn't president, so he didn't have the right to declassify, as I did. The difference is that while I did everything right, I did nothing wrong. Biden did everything wrong. The boxes hoax should be dropped immediately against President Trump. When I return to the White House, we will end the era of partisan witch hunts, restore equal justice under the law, and get back to government that delivers for the American people. And I mean securing our borders, creating millions and millions of jobs just like before, growing wages, stopping violent crime, and making our country great again. That's what we want to do. Make America great again. Thank you. Well, there you have it, folks. Donald Trump. We have two standards of justice in our country. I love his little uh, dialogue about damp, wet garage floors. And wow, he's so funny, man. Um, I'm glad he's coming out and speaking every single day. I think he's still going to speak again. I think that was an older recorded video, and I hope. But I believe we're getting more from Trump today. And I think he did also send out another truth. I hope I didn't call it a tweet today, this morning. Um, uh, wow, he was really going this morning. I didn't see all of these. I saw, I think I only read two of them. Um, a short time ago, okay, let's start at the beginning. Oh, I guess we'll start here. A short time ago, the Manhattan DA, Alvin Brigg, wanted no part of a case against me. He thought it was weak and ridiculous, and most agreed prosecutors started leaving the office. Now the fake news media is pushing him hard to do the wrong thing. They want some Trump action, even if I did nothing wrong. Crooked Hillary's lawyer, a sleazebag, finagled his way into the into working for the DA, but after a year of pushing them hard, couldn't make the case, got, case and he got fired. Now writing a book. Oh, book deal. All headed up by D.C., page two. So just think of this corrupt system. A sleazebag lawyer that represents crooked Hillary Clinton and the Democrat Party, leaves his law firm, which represents the Democrat Party, moves into the Manhattan DA's office in order to get Trump, 
The Injustice Department sends his big gun to, sends its big gun to work in the office also to help destroy the leading by a lot Republican candidate for president. Record murder and violent crime is raging in New York. Nothing is done about it. People are fleeing, but get Trump. Yeah, right. So with the FBI caught red-handed in the Twitter files, totally influencing the election, on top of all of the other fraud and irregularities, the fake news media is finding it harder and harder to use the term big lie anymore. It actually angers people to do very bad things. The radical left should be careful in its use of that ridiculous term. The election was rigged and stolen. Stolen. Is that an extra L? And the unselect committee of political hacks and thugs refuse to discuss it, and, and so it goes on. People want answers. How do you spell stolen? Is it just one L? I'm serious. I don't know. Sorry. Uh, define uh, stolen. I think it's one L. Yeah, stolen's one L. Huh. It's funny how this happens, you know. <laughs> wow. The left will tell you, Trump is such a stupid idiot, he can't even spell stolen. Oh my god. But I don't think misspellings are on accident. Let's put in some kill brackets. Uh, let's see here. Sorry, I know you guys could hear this. Nothing, huh? Interesting. What is the misspelling with the L here? Or is there an I in there? Ooh. Let's copy this. Uh, I need to put it in something I could format. Alright, I'll actually I'll look at this later. Sorry guys, I'm getting distracted. Let's keep talking about the news. Um, if anybody figures that out, let me know. Um, so we're waiting to hear from Trump. Yeah. We shall see. I'm excited. <clears throat> I'm not going to get too excited though. I've done that before. Thought he misspelled thought too? Interesting. All right, we'll get back to it later today. Um, here we go. He talked about, Trump just talked about this violence, and this is just absurd. Here we go again. I think they're really starting to fire up their Antifa sleeper cells once again. Remember the summer of love? Uh, well, get ready. Breaking, postmillennial.com posted, Treehouse Antifa calls for night of rage on January 20th after cop shoots militant dead outside Atlanta in a gunfight. On Friday, January 20th, wherever you are, you are invited to participate in a night of rage in order to honor the memory of our fallen comrade. These are pinko extremists, radicals. They are violent, they are extreme, and they probably work with the FBI. Who knows? They might. I mean, that's they, that's the word on the street. Well, let's see this entire story because it gets weirder, it gets more extreme, it gets darker, and this is what we're facing. Radical Antifa-associated leftists are calling for retaliation after one of their grunts was killed in an incident with police near the Cop City, occupying grounds where the Atlanta Police Department training facility is set to be built. Quote, Consider this a call for reciprocal violence to be done to the police and their allies. On Friday, January 20th, wherever you are, you are invited to, to participate in a night of rage in order to honor the memory of our fallen comrade. Unquote. The scenes from the Atlanta Forest Twitter account tweeted. 
The Antifa activists have been dubbed Treehouse Antifa and took to the streets on Wednesday night at Little Five Points in Atlanta and began throwing scooters. They have been holding a vigil for their fallen comrade. This is them last this is them last night. By the way, look at the building in the background. It has a big old owl seeing eye on it. Oh my gosh. What is that? A, a cool hip pub or something? Jesus. Oh, okay. Alright, good for you guys. Anyway, local journalist Cody Alcorn reported that forest defenders holding vigil tonight in Little Five Points after person was killed inside forest dubbed Cop City. A state trooper was shot and is an ICU. Wow. Man I talked to said protesters are still in trees right now and have no intentions of leaving unless trading facility is nixed. Um... The shooting, the shooting took place during a clearing operation at around 10 a.m. near Antifa-linked Autonomous Zone, where six were charged last month. Andy No tweeted, breaking, a Georgia state trooper was shot by a militant near the Atlanta Antifa-linked Autonomous Zone. Officers returned fire, killing the gunman. Okay, you're kidding me. So this guy fired upon officers and was killed in response, and this is why they're upset? And they're now going to, like, get revenge, quote-unquote, it seems like they're saying. This is absolute insanity. And it's not, it's not this, it's, it's, they're calling it, what do they call it here in this article? This is ridiculous. Let me go back up. They say, um, activists. The Antifa activists. No. These are not activists. These are terrorists. This is terrorism. This is straight-up craziness. Come on. They need to just send in a bunch of law enforcement, clean it up, arrest them all, get them out of there for inciting this violence. They can't do this stuff. Come on. You can't just be like, we're going to get blood. We're going to get revenge. We're going to, it's going to, we're going to be rage. We're going to, we're going to demonstrate ragefully. Can you say that? Isn't that inciting violence? Go arrest them. Investigate them too. I bet you'll find illegal weapons i bet you'll find drugs i bet you'll find you know a couple fbi agents maybe you might find um uh bombs you know all kinds of terrorist stuff you know just just speculating here i would imagine georgia department of public safety colonel chris wright said that protest fired that protesters fired a shot and hit an officer officers fired back he was killed the officer is in stable condition. The identity of the trooper and the man involved have not been revealed. The Georgia Department of Public Safety tweeted at the time of the incident, letting people know what's going on. The state governor, Brian Kemp, tweeted, quote, Marty, the girls, and I are praying for this brave trooper and public safety officers across all law enforcement agencies today. Well, do something about it, Kemp. Quote, as our thoughts remain with him and his family... Our resolve also remains steadfast and strong to see criminals brought to justice. Prove it. You know, talk is cheap. Talk is cheap. Don't talk. Move. Don't tell us. Show us. Sick. This is terrible. This is why people are fleeing cities. This is why you can't get a U-Haul in California. This is why you can't go to U-Haul in New York. People are leaving. They don't want to be in these shitholes that aren't being 
uh, cleaned up. They're just just going to shit and going woke. There's terrorists. Anyway, uh, Trudeau was met with some protesters in Ontario. Locals are calling on him to resign. This was just that little clip here. Nothing too extraordinary, but something, I guess, to mention. Where are his supporters, anyway? I never see his supporters. <laughs> A lot of fuck Trudeau flags flying here. You know, small group of demonstrators. Anyway, let's move on. The Washington Post gets an important lesson on what real journalism looks like at the World Economic Forum. Let's see what happened here. You know, this is good. Question. Question these people. Avi Yemeni is doing great work over there. How you doing, mate? Why are you taking photos of them? You're interested in seeing how real journalists do it? Um, I'm not gonna talk to you guys. What, Why not? What do you what, what do you want? What, 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 what do you want? You're standing there taking photos of I was just, an interview. Sorry, my Instagram. I take photos of everything that happened on the promenade. I, so, I, what was I, interesting about that? It's interesting that that you guys are here, and the, it's interesting that Palantir's here. It's interesting that the Saudis are here. Davos is a spectacle, and we're all part of that spectacle. And what's your role in this spectacle? I report. I'm a journalist here. So, do you question them inside? Because you seem to be an invited guest. For sure. Really, you ask them the tough questions in there. You don't just go along with the narrative. What is the narrative? There's a bunch of narratives that they're running. For example, the climate change narrative out here at the moment that seems a little bit hypocritical, don't you think? I'm not going to engage in this back and forth. So do you ask them about the hypocrisy in there? I ask about lots of things. And I do a lot of Have you asked them about the hypocrisy? You can read my reporting. On the Washington okay. Post? Yeah, good <laughs> I love to see them get nervous like that when they're confronted about the truth. These people, man, they cannot sustain this. <laughs> it looks so stupid every time they're questioned. What losers. Mm, immoral, immoral. Wow. Yeah, he looked a little concerned, didn't he? This is good. Put them on the spot. Ask the hard-hitting questions. I love this journalism. Real journalism. Uh, what else here? Project Veritas. More. Let's see. I'm so excited to see what happens with Project Veritas today. I love these videos. <clears throat> James O'Keefe is going to be interviewing this uh, loser later. Um, here's a little recap, I do believe. New information about an educator who says he gets around a state ban on teaching critical race theory in schools by calling it something else. Project Veritas released another undercover video regarding Dr. Quentin Bostick, who provides Georgia schools with curriculum from a group called the Teaching Lab. The Teaching Lab is supposed to be a nonprofit group, but Bostick said that's not the reality. She basically is like, she's working a nonprofit, but like it's for profit. But because she did the nonprofit work, she's connected to funders. That's how she did it, how she got these funders. And she's like, not capstones with the Gates Foundation. She can't get in trouble for that, can she? For running a nonprofit and still having. You know, it's borderline. She won't answer it, and she never will. I don't think she ever will. The teaching lab released a statement saying the views expressed by the employee are not those of the teaching lab and are inaccurate and regrettable. Bostick is now on administrative leave. 
New information about... <laughs> this is the update to the story. Wow. So Teaching Labs came out and put out multiple statements. Um, first, they were like calling Project Veritas a discredited agency or something along those lines. And then they... they uh, are distancing themselves from this dude. Um, it's hilarious. It's like, okay, you guys just said that this was fake news, but then you're also putting him on leave? So why? What the hell's going on, you know? It's just so stupid. Uh, I think I have one of the statements here. Is this the same one? Yeah, same statement. They claim to be non-profit. They don't sell any products that were developed with grant funding. 81% of teaching lab employees are former K-12 teachers, blah, blah, blah. They care deeply about schools, districts, and educators. Da, 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 da. Teaching lab is not doing so, so hot here. Project Veritas did tweet something also that I forgot to pull, I recall. Um, yeah, Georgia Teaching Lab official placed on administrative leave after Project Veritas video showed him calling Teaching Lab Scam Lab. Yeah. Ridiculous. So I think the next video that is being released is going to be James O'Keefe interviewing this dude, Bostic. Um, because I guess I guess that's just the next video they recorded. And I don't think it's going to uh solve the problem for him i think they're in deep doo-doo so you know this is good exposing them how they operate cnn is desperate to keep the ball rolling fake news people are tuning out they can't make the ends meet and so they have a solution they have a potential solution what are they going to do well cnn according to washington examiner CNN is thinking about launching a late-night comedy venture, according to a report. CNN is mulling over a venture into late-night comedy. As the network continues to revamp after chairman and CEO Chris Licht's takeover, CNN is reportedly looking for a comedian to fill the hours of 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. They're looking for their version of John Oliver, a source told one outlet. Look at these terrible comedians here. Ooh. Five sources relayed to one outlet that CNN executives have proposed the likes of Bill Maher, Trevor Noah, Arsenio Hall, and Jon Stewart for the role, all of whom have late-night experience. The network is reportedly looking to prime time and late-night talk shows that focus on news topics for insight. Despite being floated as a prospective host, Hall, one report claims, is not seriously being considered. The comedian hosted the Arsenio Hall show from 89 to 94. Former President Bill Clinton's appearance on the program is often credited in part of his 92 presidential win. Da, blah, blah. And these guys, I mean, I guess they do pretty good, but I think their popularity has nosedived in the last few years based on the fake news that they make jokes about. The thing about comedy is it's only funny when it's true, unless you're retarded. And the thing is, when you're lying for the premise of a joke, it doesn't come off as funny. Um, truth is funny. So you, they might trick a couple people with their fake jokes, but um, I don't think it's going to save CNN. It's probably going to look like CNN Plus did, where they cancel it 
and clean up all their desks and walk away with their heads down in shame. But, you know, good luck to fake new CNN with their try at comedy, what they call comedy. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> hopefully they find the liberal clown they need. Uh, I can't wait to see them fail with that. <clears throat> Biden's army of IRS auditors falls victim to hiring woes, ambiguous marching orders. The Washington, uh, the Washington Times reported. I think I messed this link up. We'll see. No, I didn't. Let's see here. President Biden's version of a. Uh, I'm sorry. President Biden's vision for a supercharged IRS is running into the rough realities of hiring problems and difficulties in figuring out who should face more audits. They just can't function. An inspector general revealed the struggles in a report this week, saying there are major headwinds to carrying out Democrats' new law, which is pumping $80 billion into the tax collecting agency. For one thing, the IRS has yet to dig out of a pandemic backlog of unpressed return, unprocessed returns. Also, a tricky job market and lack of expediting hiring authority are making it difficult to bring on more people who can clear the hurdles. Quote, a continued challenge the IRS faces is having to evaluate a high number of applicants in order to find successful candidates both willing to accept the job offer and also able to pass the required background checks, the Treasury Inspector General for, for Tax Administration said. The IRS did add thousands of customer service representatives last year, which means taxpayers should have better luck getting answers when they call this year. Last year, 85% of calls went unanswered, and those that did go through were on hold for about half hour, half an hour. The enforcement side is proving tougher to solve. They can't even function. Just get rid of them. It's a waste of time. If no one likes doing it, we could do better things with our time. That's what I say. Just scrap the IRS. It's fine. We'll be fine. Oh, Lord. Copper thieves. Copper thieves have a new target. Electric vehicle vehicle charging stations. I, I have to laugh at this because if people think that this whole green agenda is going to save us, you're widely mistaken. Here is a picture of a wire from a wireless charging station. I'm not a wireless charging station, sorry. From a uh, electric vehicle charging station that I guess people just walk up and they clip it and they steal the wire that plugs to the car thieves on the hunt for copper have found a new target electrical vehicle charging stations seattle city light says eight of its electric vehicle charging stations have been hit since last march the thieves are looking for what the utility says is a small amount of copper thieves hit the charging station in seattle's central district just this past weekend and that was the second time thieves vandalized this ev charging station now, owners of electric vehicles are finding signs posted on EV stations indicating they are not working. So, they're coming and they're taking an implement and they're cutting it off at the end, said Jen Strang, a spokesperson for Seattle City Light. She showed us what, that, what the thieves were after. So, you can see, at the end, there is a small amount of copper, Strang, Strang said, pointing to the remaining stub. But the rest of it is just an insulated cable. A small amount of copper and not a large return. What they think is very valuable turns out to be not very valuable at all, String said. The value? It's about 
ten dollars. You know, but these crooks, ten dollars to a crook is ten dollars, and I think they also like the destruction aspect of it. So if there's ten charging stations and somebody has one bolt clipper thing or some way to cut this, that's a hundred dollars. They're gonna go do that. They're gonna get their they're gonna strip their copper, they're gonna go get their dope and their drugs and their whatevers, and they're gonna keep on going. They'll probably join up with their local Antifa brigade and and like shout communist champ. Am I good? Oh my goodness. What the fuck? Am I good? Good googly moogly. Sorry about that, everybody. I think I'm back. Testing, testing. Oh my goodness. Am I good? Oh my goodness. What the fuck? Am I good? Hello, hello. I think I'm good. Googly moogly. All right. Sorry about that, everybody. Uh little internet disruption i guess but i'm back all right um yeah i appear to be back <clears throat> let's talk about another thing um another north carolina substation damaged by gunfire so our infrastructure is deliberately being attacked on every front this time in north carolina again we saw this in seattle as well another north carolina substation was damaged by gunfire this week the FBI on Tuesday responded to an attack on a substation in Randolph, Randolph County, North Carolina. This particular attack to the substation transformer didn't cause a power outage. In December, more than 40,000 people were without power after two North Carolina substations were damaged by gunfire. This is terrible. These are the two people arrested last month in Washington State. Wow. So, it's just continuing. More people firing upon our infrastructure. Nothing to see here. Don't call them terrorists, okay? They're just looking for copper. They're just, they're, you know, they're just in the dumps. They're not terrorists. Don't call them that. This doesn't fit the narrative. Um, Alright, we'll talk a little bit about what's going on here. World news type stuff. Uh, we have a clip here. Uh, former Prime Minister Tony Blair. Let's see what he has to say. This is just a globalist punk calling for a national digital infrastructure. Why? I think there's a huge impetus now for a national digital infrastructure. Digitization in, in healthcare is, I think, one of the great game changers. You know, we should be helping countries to develop a national digital infrastructure, which they will need with these new vaccines. And then, you know, finally, it, it, it's, it's also about showing people and showing the political leadership that you can make a positive difference to your healthcare system by adopting these measures because they've got, a, they've got an impact beyond any particular disease and, or, or, or pandemic. Yeah, you know, when you're awake, you hear him talk, and you could, you could, you could, you could read between the lines. They need this infrastructure, this new what do they call it? A digital, a national digital infrastructure for tracking the vaccinated and stuff. And then he's talking about how great it would be for the healthcare system. Look, they're not talking about people are going to be healthier and all this. They're talking about they're going to be making more profit and be able to control people better and put their medicine into you. Uh, medicine, medicine. It doesn't actually cure you. It keeps you sick. It's not health care. It's sick care. I learned that from, from our friend Dr. Mark Sherwood. Sherwood. 
Good God. Creepy globalists. There was a helicopter crash. There's a helicopter crash in Ukraine that killed their interior minister and others. Terrible. Probably just an unfortunate accident, right? Authorities say a helicopter carrying Ukraine's interior minister and other government officials crashed into a kindergarten in suburban Kiev, killing them and about a dozen other people, including one child, on the ground. Wow. Terrible. Ukraine. Uh, okay, I guess that's the story. I don't know what happened. They went down. What a terrible disaster. I'm sure there's more of that coming down the road. Um, I found this. I follow this... Um, this account on Twitter and it's super liberal and creepy and I don't know, probably ran by the FBI, who knows wouldn't be surprised but they post this crazy stuff and they posted this today they said, great news Poland will send tanks to Ukraine without, with or without Germany's permission the Polish Prime Minister Matt, Matt uh, Morawiecki said consent is a secondary issue here, so that's interesting here. They're called this Twitter account is called Terror Alarm. Here's another example of the creepy posts that they do. World Economic Forum live updates. Quote I am not sure Putin, who sometimes appears on the green screen, is even alive. President Zelensky said this. <laughs> President Zelensky said that. President Zelensky is the king of green screen. He is the biggest green screen queen there is. Why is he talking about Putin like that? So silly. This is just the propaganda we see coming into our across our feeds. The green screen queen. I just thought of that. It's pretty good. You guys could take that one. The Pentagon says the U.S. is not there yet on Abrams tanks for Ukraine. Good. Don't stop the war for, for Christ's sake. The United States is not currently prepared to provide advanced Abram tanks to Ukraine, a senior Pentagon official said Wednesday, citing difficulties in maintenance and training. What about, like, we're not ready to send tanks to Ukraine because we want there to be a peaceful resolution to this and stop hurting innocent people. You know, a child just died from a helicopter crash. Um, let's find a peaceful resolution. No, it's, you know, it's logistics, it's training, and, man, sorry, that's the reason. We would if we could, basically, is the answer there. Um, energy company CEO wa wants the government to officially raise the price of energy. Energy company CEO wants the government to officially rise the, raise the price of energy. I think this is another globalist. Let's watch the clip. And on that last one, I think if you, I will combine it with your question, uh, what would be your wish? Is to get much higher carbon prices yeah. and to use that money to subsidize clean energies. It's very, very simple. But in Europe, we've seen an enormous response this year, 20% less natural gas usage. Why? It was very expensive. It's very simple. It's a very capitalist intervention, but just make what you try to avoid expensive and subsidize the thing that you try to build. It's not difficult, but we're not doing it, certainly not globally. Right. Thank you. What a crook, man. It's not difficult. It's not difficult. Let's see another one of these World Economic Forum clowns trying to control the world without anybody's consent. To get things done, but, but and you saw that. By the way, this guy is not going to sustain this a massive girth with just bugs. No, he's going to be eating tomahawk steaks.
to work together to get things done. But, but, and you saw that again over the last two years. But it is very hard. By the way, this is the Illinois governor, J.B. Pritzker. I mean, especially when you have people who deny reality, um, who are holding office. You know, I mean, literally people who are, you know, believe in space lasers um, and, you know, sort of have strange We know views. about this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and have very strange views about, you know, about what we ought to be doing as a country. There still are people in the GOP caucus who are very pro-Russia. And I... I I, I wonder about that in this day and age, in this moment. I, you know, it's not being critical of all Republicans, but I just don't know where that stuff comes from other than QAnon and I don't know. I th- I, let me just say real quick, to, the American people basically, I think, are tired and, and very, very upset with how the operations are being going, whether it could be in extreme states or extreme. To work to- what an idiot. I don't understand why people aren't going along with our globalist agenda and our news. We told them to stand with Ukraine. Why aren't they standing? Must be a QAnon conspiracy theory. No, it's something a lot of these people aren't familiar with. And it's called truth and integrity and and this kind of thing. And it's not a conspiracy. Oh my goodness. What a, yeah, what an idiot. I agree, DLive. <laughs> D-Live is a hoe. Interesting name. <laughs> Welcome. Um, what else do we got here? I wanted to talk about health today again, and we did the other day, and this is important. This is probably the most important story of the day. They're trying to go after coffee. Researchers claim coffee is contributing to climate change. First red meat, then gas stoves and now coffee. Researchers from Canada are currently analyzing coffee's contribution to climate change. The new analysis was published by researchers from the University of Quebec at Chicoutimi, I don't know how to pronounce these Indian native names, in a piece titled, Here's How Your Cup of Coffee Contributes to Climate Change. In their analysis, researchers concluded, quote, Limiting your contribution to climate change requires an adapted diet, and coffee is no exception. Choosing a mode of coffee preparation that emits less GHGs, greenhouse gases, oh god, and moderating your consumption as part of the solution. They're trying to take our coffee! No. Stop it. This is all based on fake climate data, in my opinion. I don't want to hear it. Um... U.S. Chinese officials discuss climate, economy, relationship. (laughs) Times of India posted this. Zurich U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen met on Wednesday with her Chinese counterpart and pledged an effort to manage differences and, quote, prevent competition from becoming anything ever near conflict as the two nations try to thaw relations. Good for you guys. You know, I'm sure this is going to turn out great, especially when China decides to invade Taiwan here soon, which I think is coming down the road. My God. I think there's still... I think China's divided. I think the U.S. is divided, and that's why we see these meetings happening. I think they're trying their damnedest to keep their agenda rolling, but there are so many heads to the Hydra just biting each other's necks. We'll see how it unfolds. Um... Let's look at this. The CNBC crowd is just, some people use the phrase dumber as rocks. I like to say nicer things, but 
The last time we were here in Davos in the winter, uh, it was uh, January 2020. Yeah. And I saw you at that point, and we were at a breakfast um, right over here at the Belvedere. I remember. And you came up to me in this small room, and you were talking about how you had actually, the, you were working on a vaccine mm. for, for COVID. And at that point, COVID-19 didn't even really exist in our minds. We were just hearing that. about the yeah. I think there was no name at that time. Right. Coronavirus. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, it, it's amazing how much you've accomplished in such a short amount. Okay, did you guys catch that? <laughs> She's just like, how are you guys working on COVID? It didn't even have a name yet. And you guys were working on COVID. They made the name. They did the whole scam. The whole scam was to sell the vaccine. That's why they had the vaccine ready. That's why they're like, oh, oh look, we have the vaccine ready. Billions and billions of doses. We didn't. They didn't just make them. They've been making them. They didn't expand their manufacturing facilities when COVID got named and then produce them. What an idiot. Hello, put the pieces together. CNBC, come on. Are you guys, they're just stupid. Sometimes it is. They're not corrupt. They're not evil. Sometimes they're just plain stupid. They can't see it. You put it right in front of them. They're just, this is crazy. This is crazy. I wanted to talk a little bit about this died suddenly situation. Um, all right, we're going to start here. We have, we have a few minutes. We have some time. Let's start here since we're getting into vaccines. Wired posted this article. Twitter is a megaphone for sudden death vaccine conspiracies. By reinstating banned accounts and selling blue checks, Musk has supercharged the most dangerous COVID disinformation. Okay. This obviously is fake news. From January 16th, 2023 by Lydia Morish. Okay, we get it. We get it. You're crazy. Um, the, way, the reason why I'm pointing this out is because we all know what they're talking about. Everybody's dying suddenly. And every time it happens, we say, were they vaccinated? You know, and a lot of times it's an apparent young death. You know, 20 year old has a heart attack. 18-year-old dies on their way to school, just like these terrible stories. Our toddler dies one day after getting their mRNA experimental injection. Just, you know, things where it's uncannily probably the vaccine. And not to mention all of the doctors out there saying, this vaccine's killing people. This vaccine's killing people. It puts holes in your heart. It puts clots in your veins. Microclotting. Get tested. Okay? We know the truth. Here is a real conspiracy. You want to talk about conspiracies and there's facts to back this up. Um, thanks to the red pill family for posting news on this stuff. I think, uh, I pulled this from the app. I know I pulled this from the app. So I thank you guys for sharing this information and helping me get this segment together in my head. And I wanted to cover these deaths that were posted on the app. Um, all right, we'll start with this one. Van Connor, Screaming Trees star, dead at 55. Rest in peace, right? Terrible. 55, pretty young. But let's look here. I'll tell you my point. The legendary rocker was known as a founding member and bassist of Screaming Trees alongside Mark Lennigan, Gary Lee Connor, Mark Pickerel, Barrett Martin, and Josh Holm but passed away on Tuesday following a battle with pneumonia. Okay. So he had a battle with pneumonia. 
Is that vaccine related? Well, it's not a heart attack. Is it? I I think. What if it was? I I'm I'm, I'm going to say what if it was? If the if, if the vaccine compromises your immune system, it could be from the vaccine. Is it definitely from the vaccine? I don't know. But it's interesting. It's an interesting data point. Michael Lehrer dies. Second City Alum was 44. Michael Lehrer, a sketch, improv, and stand-up performer whose credits included the Second City, has died of complications of ALS. He was 44. I'm a little bit familiar with this comedian. He's been on Kill Tony and other and other other things, and he's absolutely hilarious and um, has been fighting ALS for a long time. This is a nervous system disease, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure it is. And there's a lot of data and things and doctors saying that vaccines can harm you in this way and many other ways. So was this a vaccine-induced death? It's not a heart attack. It's not blood clots. It wasn't really a died suddenly. It was a long, exacerbating, whatever the fucking word is, exacerbating battle with ALS. Was it the vaccine? Maybe. Rest in peace. So sad. Great comedy, by the way. If you guys want to go check out Mile Lair, uh, he was a good guy. Good guy. Let's see here. William... Uh, Consavoy, leading conservative lawyer, dies at 48. William Consavoy, a lawyer who had become a go-to counsel for conservative causes, spearheading ongoing efforts to reshape voting laws and dismantle affirmative action, and also representing President Donald Trump in legal wrangling over the release of his tax returns, died January 9th at his home in Falls Church, Virginia. He was 48. He was diagnosed in 2020 with glioblastoma an aggressive form of brain cancer, said his mother, Linda Whalen. Hmm. Brain cancer. Probably turbo cancer, they're calling it nowadays. Which has been linked to vaccines, too. Look, all diseases are linked to the healthcare system. They care so much about our health. You know, They cover everything. You take this, you get that. They give you something else, and it gives you this, and then they give you something else for that. It's a damn scam. I think that more deaths than we ever could imagine are attributed to these vaccines. That they, they aren't even vaccines. It's an mRNA experiment. This particular mRNA experiment, I think, is exacerbating all the other diseases from all the other bad injections that people get and all the other medicines that we're addicted to and rely upon. That's my theory. Talk about conspiracy. How about that one? I think that there's more deaths than we could ever imagine stemming from our food and our quote-unquote medicine it's disgusting. Let's just keep listening to the doctors who know what they're talking about. Don't just take it from me. Tune in to your you know, experienced doctors. Hear what they have to say. And then form your own conclusions. Maybe I'm way off target here. Who knows? I'm just an average Joe talking from commie Washington. So, you know, we got to do our due diligence and figure out the truth for ourselves. And then we can reconvene here. You tell me how right I am. Tell me how wrong I am. I appreciate the comments that you guys leave over there on Rumble. I love going through and reading them. Whether they be good, bad, indifferent, or whatever. I appreciate it. 
let's check this out, you guys. Um, ma, 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 ma. Thank you, God wins. Alan, gifted a can. Good evening, fam. Good evening. Uh, thank you so much, Alan. Patriotic Pisces donated six lemon. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you to everybody who is contributing to the social red pill. Even if you're just watching and sharing and hitting those thumbs up, you guys make a huge difference in getting this stuff out. Um, there are, of course, as always, more stories, and they continue to develop. So we'll be live again tonight at 5.30 with Josh Reed's Daily Dose. We'll talk about what's going on. We're going to hear from Trump. Excuse me. We're going to hear from Project Veritas much much more share it on the social red pill our private social network if you want to uh, help everybody stay connected if you're looking at news and you want to share it there's a lot of great people over there of all different backgrounds and beliefs you know so you are welcome to join it doesn't cost you a dime just go to www.socialredpill.com and you could join the red pill family we'd love to see you there if you want to support red pill project uh one place you could do that is um redpills.tv slash go and we accept donations there to keep decentralized news and media going you could do that at redpills.tv slash go if you'd like otherwise you guys i'm calling it a day or i'm calling it a morning a lot of stuff to get to but i'll be around you can find me on the social red pill you can also find josh there and we love to hear from you so don't be shy to say hi just come on over and and say what's up and uh take care everybody god bless god speed <laughs>